0: And on today's episode, one of our listeners writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is this, do Christians need both Testaments? Well, wow. I mean, wow. We could spend a long, long time talking about this question. And so um, I'm going to try to keep my answer on this one to 10 to 15 minutes. We'll see how it goes. You know, as we look to Scripture, it's crystal clear that Jesus recognized the authority and the inerrancy, that is, that Scripture is without error, of the Bible. Indeed, the way that he uses Scripture explicitly affirms the inspiration of the Bible. Jesus made constant appeal to it, uh, to the Bible. In, in his encounter with Satan right in the desert in Matthew 4, he used it in his ministry to defend his actions in Matthew 11 and 26 and on and on. This demonstrates that Jesus The authority that Jesus placed in the Bible. But we're not left uh, to to make any assumptions based on Jesus' actions alone. On at least four occasions, he taught the scripture in such a way as to make clear his position on the trustworthiness of the Bible. In a confrontation with the Sadducees over the doctrine of the resurrection, which that group denied, Jesus silenced his opposition, arguing that the entire resurrection belief, on a tense of a verb, to be in Matthew twenty-two thirty-two. Jehovah had told Moses at the burning bush, "I am the God of Abraham," but as Jesus implied, Abraham had been dead four hundred and eighty years when that statement was made. Arguing that that God was a God of the living and not the dead, Jesus claimed life after death must be true. And Jesus used the tense of a verb to prove that Abraham was not merely physically dead, but was living in the presence of God. And the fact that Jesus used a word and its tense, it tells us that Jesus had deep confidence in the inspiration and inerrancy of the Bible. If you had the option of traveling back to any point in biblical history to witness any event in Bible times, which event would you choose? If I had to pick, and since I'm the host on this podcast, you're going to hear my answer to that question now. You see, if I had to pick one event from biblical history, it would be Jesus walking on the road to Emmaus, detailed in Luke 24, walking with those two disciples on that first Easter afternoon, listening to him explain how everything in the whole Bible pointed to himself. I I just love this topic. And the first thing, the first heading that we're going to consider is Jesus' Scriptural Sermon. On the gospel, only the gospel of Luke it it records this event in Luke 24 on the Emmaus road. This event adds to what we know about the resurrection day by giving us an eyewitness account of people who saw the risen Jesus Christ. They walk with him, they talk with him, they even had supper with him. This series of events took place at the end of resurrection Sunday. And at the start of this encounter, we read that Jesus preached a scriptural sermon in which he proclaimed the gospel promise from the Old Testament. Jesus wanted to give his disciples a complete course in scriptural interpretation. And what Jesus taught them was directly from the Bible, where his sermon begins with the Old Testament. In briefing his disciples on their mission to the world, Jesus begins in the same place that we should always begin everything in our lives with, and that is with the Word of God. And the way Jesus referred to Scripture here is by calling it the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms. This is how many Jews referred to the three traditional parts of, or the Old Testament Scriptures. For them, the law was the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The prophets included the major and the minor prophets, such as Jeremiah and uh, Isaiah, and the historical books like First and Second Samuel and the Chronicles. The Psalms referred not only to Israel's hymn book, but also to the other writings in the wisdom literature, like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And thus, talking about the law and the prophets and the Psalms was a shorthand way of talking about the whole Old Testament. Jesus based his life and his ministry on everything those books said about his saving work. Jesus said that everything in the scriptures was about him. Jesus knows who he is, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Savior of the world, the only King, and therefore the fulfillment of every promise that God has ever made to his people. Jesus Christ is a key to understanding the Old Testament. To know the Old Testament truly is to know Jesus, to know Jesus. One has to know and to understand the Old Testament. Our Savior used every part of the Old Testament in his ministry. He taught that his disciples many things written about him through Moses, the prophets, the Psalms. At the very beginning of Luke's gospel, he used the law of Moses when he was tempted in the wilderness and answered the devil by quoting directly from Deuteronomy. Jesus also used the prophet's stating, uh, starting, excuse me, with his very first sermon in Luke 4:17 through21, where he quotes from and opens that scroll of Isaiah in Isaiah 61, and included many specific prophecy fulfillments. For example, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he was fulfilling Zechariah's prophecy of a king coming humble and mounted on a donkey, Zechariah nine tells us. Jesus often taught from the Psalms, and he did it the, the very week that he was crucified, quoting from Psalm 110 to prove that Christ is both David's son and David's Lord in Luke 20, 41-44. Uh, the Lord Jesus taught this way because he knew that all these scriptures had come true. And as he told his disciples, everything written about him must be fulfilled, Luke 24, 44. And the use of the word must expresses a divine necessity. The life of Jesus was governed by the prophecies and the promises of the word of God. For God to fulfill his plan and for us to be saved, You know, Jesus had to come into the world the way he came, uh, under the sentence of death, to live the way that he lived, to die the way he died, to rise again, and he is soon returning. It all had to happen the way that the Old Testament scriptures said it would, the way it was promised to happen. And to show this, Jesus preached a scriptural sermon at the end of that first Easter But Jesus not only preached a scriptural sermon, Jesus preached a Christ-centered sermon. Jesus preached a Christ-centered sermon as any scripturally based sermon should be. The main thing that Jesus taught his disciples from the Old Testament was the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. In other words, he preached the whole gospel because these are the two basic staples thereof, the dying and the rising of our Savior King, whom God had promised in Christ alone. And in his sermon to the disciples on the Emmaus Road, Jesus preached that same message again and again and again in Luke 24, 45 through 46. These things were all things that Jesus had told his disciples before. And But even though Jesus said these things, the disciples were slow to understand. When he said that, that, that the Son of Man would be delivered over to death, they, they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them that they might not perceive it. And similarly, when he prophesied his death and resurrection on the third day, they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said, Luke 18.34 tells us. The minds of the disciples were closed to the words of their Lord. And therefore, we should not be surprised when people have trouble understanding the gospel or even believing in Christ today. It did not seem All that important to the disciples at first, either. Jesus did what he always did, and he said what he would do. He offered his body for the suffering unto death, and then on the third day, he rose again. And at that point, one might think that the disciples would understand and believe the gospel, and yet they did not. When Jesus appeared to them after his resurrection, they thought they were seeing a ghost in Luke uh, twenty four thirty seven, not a living Savior. Somehow they were still missing the point. Well, we must ask the question, what made the difference for the disciples? How, how did they ever start trusting in the cross and believing in the empty tomb? Luke tells us that that Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures in Luke 24:45 and Luke 24:32. What these men needed was what everyone needs it is the mind-opening work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Christianity is rational, but understanding the gospel, it's not merely intellectual. It takes the work of God for anyone to know Jesus Christ in a saving way. It doesn't matter how smart we are. It doesn't matter how much education we have. We will never understand the message of God's salvation in Christ unless and until God enables us to understand it. And this is what Jesus did for his disciples and what he will do for anyone anyone who sincerely asks him for understanding. Let's be clear about something. Knowing Jesus is the work of God. The Holy Spirit works through sermons that are grounded in the Bible and preached in a Christ-centered way. Notice that when his disciples had trouble understanding what he was saying to them from the scriptures, Jesus did not decide to try some other method. He did not say the scriptures must be too hard for them to understand. I, I need to find some other way to communicate. On the contrary, Jesus knew that the Holy Spirit does his saving work by the word. And so he went back to the same scriptures that he had always preached and that he preached them again. Here is an example for our evangelism. In which should always we should always trust the word to do the real work of our witness. Jesus preached salvation through Christ from Moses, the prophets, the Psalms. And maybe at one point, he turned to Exodus chapter 12, and he talked about the Passover, how an offering of blood from a pure lamb saved people from death. Or maybe he quoted from Leviticus 16, and he preached about the sacrifice that was sprinkled on the mercy seat to atone for all of Israel's sins. Then he might have turned to one of the books of the prophets, like Isaiah, who said that the Savior would be stricken, smitten, and afflicted, that he would be wounded for our transgressions, and crushed for our iniquities, in Isaiah 53. Or perhaps Jesus preached from Psalm 22, that song he quoted from on the cross when he was dying a God-forsaken death. But... Wherever he turned in the scriptures, Jesus preached the suffering and the death of the Christ, the Messiah, on the cross. And yet we need to say something. This is not all that Jesus preached. Jesus also preached the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And maybe he preached it from Moses' story in in the burning bush where God proved himself as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of the living and not of the dead. Or maybe he preached the resurrection from the prophet Jonah who came back on the third day. Or from Hosea who said on the third day he will raise up that we may live before him in Hosea 6.2. Jesus also preached the resurrection from passages like Psalm 16 where the word said, You will not abandon me to the grave in Psalm 16.10. When Jesus preached his Easter sermon, he preached the Christ. Crucified and risen, suffering, dying, and rising again, he preached Christ from all the scriptures, opening minds to understand his saving gospel's basic fact. Jesus did and fulfilled what was prophecy concerning him. And then he explained it all of his saving work for all of humanity to his disciples who finally began to understand. This is the essential message of the whole Bible. Jesus Christ suffered and died and rose again to forever defeat death for the salvation of the people of God. Well, friends, I told you that I I was going to try to keep this to 10 to 20 minutes. And guess what? Good news. I actually did it in about a little under 15 minutes. And so, all joking aside... I do want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. And may God bless you. And may, as you open the Word of God, may you see your need of Christ in the Old Testament as you're appointed forward to Christ. And as you read the New Testament, may you see Christ in, in in the Gospels as He points people to Himself. And may you see, now, As you read the epistles and as you read Revelation, may you see even more of the glory of Christ revealed in the word of God. That's what is so amazing and is why we need to answer the question, we need both testaments. Because in the Bible, we discover who Christ is and what he has done, and we discover then who we are in relation to Christ, that we are sinners by nature and by choice, and we are in need of the rescue that only Christ can offer. And we learn that Christ has done all this, that we are a people for his possession because of his finished and sufficient work. And we also have a soon returning king. Okay, so I just want to say, last thing, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology Segment. May you discover and may you know Christ in the revealed word. And God bless you and keep you until next week. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today.